0: Hi, it's katie harris and this is an episode of the Nursepreneurs podcast today we have kathy alvarez on with us from replenish at work uh, kathy thanks so much for being here with us thanks for having me so before we get into what your business is give us a little background about you as a nurse what kind of nurse are you and what does your career kind of look like
1: so i've been a nurse for 21 years Um, And I've had different uh, areas of nursing expertise. So I started out um, in adult uh, cardiac medicine. We transitioned the same unit to the medical ICU step down and then to CT surgery. And then I was an assistant nurse manager for six years before moving into nursing education. And um, now I have my own practice replenish at work. So I've been a board certified nurse for Uh, about 14 years. Found myself very early into my nursing career when we were transitioning all those different uh, types of patient populations that I mentioned. um, Not really sure where I was headed. Not really sure what my calling was. Um, You know, I know I loved cardiac, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a nurse practitioner or if I wanted to be a nurse anesthetist, if I wanted to be an educator. Um, And early into my nursing career, I found myself struggling with caring for myself, having anxiety, going to work, not being able to sleep at night, thinking about the next day, because as we shifted these patient populations, I was typically always in charge. I was one of the more senior nurses and um, found myself precepting, orienting, helping a new manager get established. And I was like, I don't really know where I'm going to go with this. And um, what I found out was that I was really burning out early in my career. At the time, you know, this is many years ago, you know, we weren't really talking as much about burnout in nursing. And I thought I was alone. And I found a program um, called the Birch Tree Center for Healthcare Transformation. And really what that was, was um, talking about holistic nursing and the concepts of that, and dealing with energy management, our own energy, talking about self-care, talking about self-reflection, uh, talking about leadership, and um, I was really intrigued. Took the program, and then shortly after, became board certified as a holistic nurse. And so, wasn't really sure everything that I had thought I would do. You know, whether being a nurse practitioner or a nurse anesthetist kind of went out the window, and what I really realized my career path would be is helping nurses to take care of themselves, Um, and then that's where that led me into nursing leadership because I was helping my staff nurses on the floor, and eventually as I was helping the staff nurses on the floor, I developed at the organization I was working at um, a self-care retreat for nurses, and so then slowly it started me on an education path. Um, and then I started doing more of that, more speaking engagements, and then led me into meeting my partner, um, Pam at replenish at work because she was doing similar work on her own. And then that's how we started replenish at work. So it's always interesting where you think your nursing career,
0: (laughs) but you know, it's interesting about that because like, um, you know, when I was uh, back in the day, I, I mean, I've been in nursing for. 20, 25, I don't know, 30 years, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I felt like the only option was nurse practitioner, which I back, this was back in the early 2000s. I didn't even know what a nurse practitioner, I didn't even know a nurse practitioner, but that was like, there was nurse practitioner programs and I'm like, Oh, okay, I guess I'll do this. Mm -hmm. And now, even though there's seems to be some more options out there, I still see bedside nurse is doing the same thing it's like well should i be a nurse practitioner or a cnra and it's just kind of like well (laughs) you know there's there's other things that you can do but we get really myopic about it and you know you don't see things out there what other people can do and it's one of the reasons for this podcast because like i want to know what everybody's doing and what what you came up with was is really amazing so you were going through um what you describe as burnout later but not really knowing what it was when you were going through it Um, and then found this birch tree center um, which focused on holistic nursing how was that kind of received at first did you think it was a little you know like oh what's this or were you a little apprehensive of it
1: right so i came across if you remember many years ago you used to get like little pamphlets nursing things in the mail I don't know if you remember that like years ago I don't I can't remember what the name of it was but they're all electronic now and I remember seeing an ad for it and I was more intrigued when they said energy because I was interested in Reiki and had done some energy work so what I thought I was gonna get was not really what I got I got so much more so I thought I was going to learn about energy work and I had always considered myself a transformational leader so I was like this is great But the first session when we were there was all about self-care. And it's like, what are you doing to take care of yourself? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm barely eating, drinking, going to the bathroom at work. I was working nights, taking care of a sick grandfather. You know, I was doing everything for everybody else. And I was like, oh, this is why I don't feel well, (laughs) you know? And so it really opened my eyes to a whole avenue of nursing that I felt like in some ways I was practicing, right? I was including holism with my patients, but not within myself. And that's kind of the whole foundation of holistic nursing is self-awareness, self-care for nurses. We're only as good to others as we are to ourselves. So I was really mind blown at the time because this was, you know, early 2000s. I had never heard of that before. Um, And then it was interesting because, you know, once you go through a program, you're like, oh my God, this is so amazing. I want everyone to know this is, you know. And people would look at me and be like, oh, this is so woo-woo. What are you talking about? You know, like- You're talking about my energy at work and how i'm bringing negativity and how that can transfer to other people and blah 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 and so it was um interesting in the beginning and probably what led me into management because i was like okay i can incorporate how i am just my way of being help nurses like to care for themselves on the floor without it having to be right in people's faces And so um, what happened was, you know, when I was a manager, like, you know, as a result of the nurses caring for themselves and me encouraging them to take care of themselves, our patient satisfaction scores were high and we had good retention rates. And then it started to be like, well, what are you doing? And so only then I feel like did it become a little bit more mainstream. But again, thinking back to like, you know, pre covid There was a lot of things that we weren't talking about related to well-being and nursing. So, um, yeah, I knew my life had changed. I wanted everybody else's life to change. But you also kind of have to meet people where they're at and realize this. You can't be forceful with it. You have to allow everybody on their own journey. So it was really like embodying what I had learned. And then
0: that would spark people's curiosity. Like, okay, what are you doing that's different? Right and that's huge because i would have been one of those nurses that would have been looking at you funny like yeah you're not doing that weird stuff to me which is funny right. to me now because like now you know years later i've done a whole 180 i, I can't even go into the hospital system because it's so like it feels so negative and the energy there is just I'm like what are we doing here because we're not really helping people um you know so like i've, I've done a complete 180 and it came from starting the business and having to finally work through you know, just issue after issue after issue, and 99% of them are just personal issues that were blocking me. So I've been through like that journey and continued to go on it. And now it's like a vital aspect of my life. Whereas back then, I would have been like, it's just dumb, why are you wasting my time with it? Right?
1: right. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, there's still people out there like that, right? But I think you know my mentality now has shifted um to to say like if I could spark an interest or change just maybe one one person's thought process about them taking care of themselves, it's that ripple effect, you know has yeah. so really changed you know my mindset. And now with covid, you know, um we know how much more well-being and taking care of ourselves is is even more important. so.
0: Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's really kind of come to that climax where, it, you know, the whole profession is burning out. It's not just like a couple of nurses on the fringes. It's like, you know, it's the norm. It's, it's not right. the outliers.
1: Right. And I think too, when, you know, when I was burning out, you thought you were so alone. Like there was almost like a stigma about it. Like it's you, there has to be something wrong with you. And I think what we're realizing more post COVID is like, it's not individualized. There's system things that are preventing us from taking care of ourselves, right? So yes, there is some, you know, individual work we should do to care for ourselves, but there's also some barriers and challenges that we face every day um, that maybe we can't fix right now. Organizations are trying to, right? But it's not like
0: this simple fix anymore, right? And, and that's one of the things that always kind of got me like, in terms of like doing self care and stuff, like you said, I, that part is important, you do need to take care of that. But it's like, then you just keep going to the same system over and over again. And the system, maybe they gave you a meditation room, but I'm like, as soon as I come out of the meditation room, like, nothing's changed, I need to go right back in. Right, um, <laughs> right. Or if you're even lucky to get to the meditation room,
1: because maybe, you know, You can't even take a break at work, you know? So, So there is that as well. And that's kind of what led Pam and I to start the replenish at work. You know, we're both nurses and we understood like the unique challenges we face. And even more so now with COVID, with, you know, understanding our own self care needs and that they're important because, you know, you go into nursing to care for others, to care for others, to care for others. And often we think about our patients, even the family members on our unit before we think of our own needs. And Mm -hmm. so um, our program was kind of designed as a framework to get people and nurses into their body using core skills of like mindfulness, emotional intelligence, self-compassion, and having nurses quickly because we don't have a whole lot of time, self-identify what they need to be well in the moment and engage in a quick practical and experiential, we call them micro restorative practices. So things that can be five, two minutes, 10 minutes, whether it's a movement practice, whether it's just getting into your body, you know, thinking about your emotions, but something that you can do that you can now embed into the work routine, um, you know, a mindful Purell when you're Going into a patient's room, you're, you know, sanitizing your hands. That could be a moment to kind of just even slow down and check in with yourself. How can we engage practices that support our well-being throughout the work day um, and not have it be so, an additional thing to do, an additional sure. checkbox that we have to do during the day, you know?
0: Right. I gotta go yeah. do this and this. And yeah. Right.
1: And then uh. when I have time, I can do X, Y, and Z,
0: you know. So, and as the assistant nurse manager, you were able to implement these and show like changes, like before and after changes in your staff.
1: Yeah. So, you know, really it wasn't a formal study at that point. It was really just, you know, me being there supporting them, like, how are you doing? Do you need to go take a break? Like, let's go take a break, go take five minutes, walk off the floor. Have you eaten today? You know, it really just started kind of like Maslow's basic human needs. Have you eaten, drank and gone to the bathroom? Okay. <laughs> yes, You have good. Now what else can we do? Right. Because sometimes we're not even meeting those oftentimes, you know, and I knew I wasn't. So my role was really to um, support them to make sure every day they were meeting their basic human needs, but also making sure that we added things onto it. So encouraging them. So um, with that, there wasn't like a formal study, but when I moved into working with Pam, we did do a pilot in one of our CTICUs. And in that we did a pre and post and actually wrote a manuscript about that, which, and that was more specific to having 15 minute increments, like pulling you off the floor, 15 minutes, like, let's get into your body. How do you feel? What do you need? Engage in something and then see how that was. And, you know, when we looked at that, the nurses felt number one, that people cared about them, that this. Project was supported by leadership, saying like we know that you're really stressed out. We know where you're at. We want to support your well-being. They also felt like it was individualized to them, which I think is really important because I think many organizations are doing very good job with establishing well-being initiatives now post COVID, but oftentimes they're not individualized. They're like okay click on for a meditation or go do a yoga class at this time well if i don't like yoga or i don't like meditation i'm not going to do it right so um in replenish what we really focus on is like what do you need to be well because well-being is individualized self-care is individualized so what do you need and like let me support you with something um and so that's really what we focus on is the individual Uh, And what we know, both myself as a holistic nurse and Pam as an integrative um, well-being coach, uh, what we know is that once you identify what you need, there's that intrinsic motivator to make changes and to try to sustain changes like, okay, I want to do this. Why do I want to do this? What do I need to do? And then afterwards, how do I feel? Oh, I like that feeling. Okay, and it only took me 2 minutes to care for myself at work. Okay, let me do it again. And then it becomes part of your everyday routine, but it's focusing more on the individual rather than a standard program, um which I feel like, you know, many organizations are really focusing on that now. Great, we need that. We need something. But I don't know if it's going to hit the mark. You know, many units have restorative units like a uh, space on the floor where they can go and they might have a massage chair and all that. But are they using it?
0: Right. Yeah. They're not
1: using it. So how do we get them to know, like, to identify, I need to be well. I am worthy of taking care of myself. And that it's not going to tag on extra time on your day. Uh, and then identifying what they need and then engaging in it. I feel like that is is
0: the next step to really making culture change. Yeah. And, you know, to the point of culture change, you know, and you talk about going to the bathroom and and we laugh and stuff but that that stuff that you know we have you have bragging rights you could be like wow I didn't pee for 12 hours and that's like you know it's one of those things where we're just kind of trying to show how macho we are and that's the normalized in the the nursing unit where it is not healthy and it's not doing us any benefit by bragging that we didn't get to eat drink or pee you know
1: (laughs) I used to do that all the time I come home my husband's a teacher and I'd say oh my god I haven't eaten in like." Drank in 12 hours. And you're right. Like feeling like, can you believe this? And he'd look at me and what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, you, you need to eat to sustain life. But then you think about it. Okay. Well, I'm a, a unit. My patient's having chest pain or this is happening. Like, you know, what am I going to do? You, you need to care for that patient, you know? And so that is some of it, but it's also like thinking it doesn't take a lot of time to care for yourself. So that's where the micro restorative came in um, with us at replenish at work, you know, like a little bit of time can add much value. It it doesn't take a whole lot of time. It's getting the identification, the intention behind it. Um, And so that's where the micro restorative piece comes in. Cause we know as nurses, it's not gonna be an hour break to go do yoga. We're lucky if we get 10 minutes, right? to really eat a full meal without shoveling in our mouth. So how can we make uh, it impactful in a short moment?
0: Yeah, and that's what I really like about this program too, is because you know, one, that individualized approach is very, very powerful because they can set up these meditation rooms, and then management will say, "Oh, nobody uses it. It's so a, it's a waste. It doesn't work." And it's like, like you said, they've missed the mark in that somebody didn't come up and individually, uh, you know, cater it to what you want and what you need, and that makes a huge difference. And the fact is, is that. This framework is simple and it doesn't sound like it adds any additional cost to any real budget and yet it works.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. The bottom line there. Right. And then if you think about it as nurses are caring for themselves, you think about, you know, we're interacting better with our patients or family members because we're not hangry and then maybe like lashing out. Right. We can identify how we're feeling. Um, so we're going to provide better care. There's a safety component to it. You know, if you're practicing, okay, I'm going to slow down with maybe a mindful Purell or hand wash before I go in the room, there's a safety component. You know, we do timeouts before procedures. So if I'm slowing down before I go in the room, I'm more present to interact with my patient. I'm more present to prevent safety events. And yet at the same time, that slowing down is also meeting my needs, so it's really um you know it can help with patient satisfaction it can help with safety it obviously helps with our own well-being so we really just have to encourage more of it you know but but it is hard with a culture change to shift it because you do you will get some people oh yeah that's just another thing for me to do you know and so that's where that embodying comes in you know i start to do it and people notice maybe my demeanor and my energy is different and maybe oh, okay, I'm curious. I spark curiosity and then I do it as well. Um, But I think the key is really to focus on the individual. You know, it's not just coming down saying this is the next flavor of the month, you know, hourly rounding or whatever we like to say you know, is the new thing. It's really saying like, we value you as an individual. We know that you have unique needs. Let's try to support you. Um, and in part of our program, we have different phases, but one of the phases is creating like a toolkit on the unit, like access to practices, access to something that is quick and simple. And each unit can develop their own because each unit, each individual has their own unique needs.
0: So now, do you, are you working directly with um, individual units or do you work with nurses individually? How do, how do you guys work?
1: So we do a variety of different things. Um, our key um, program, the Replenish at Work, is working with, we like to try units um, and focus on a single unit at a time. So what that would look like is you know meeting with leadership and the nursing staff on the unit gathering like an assessment, like, what are you currently doing? What are your unique challenges? What do you think would be helpful for you? And then we would start the phases of our program. So the first phase is kind of like a rapid response, you know, get talking about the mindfulness, emotional intelligence, and the uh, self-compassion, but having them quickly identify very quickly, like rapid response quickly, what they need, and then getting more on the individual level. Um, then the phase two, we kind of focus more on more pathways, like more deepening it a little bit, because once you've established that you're taking care of yourself quickly, we can kind of embed a little bit more into that and go more on like a personal self-care plan. And then the last phase is access to resources. This is where like the unit toolkit comes in. We have a back end of our website that they could quickly access resources. And practices or they can have it by like a qr so that's currently our work with organizations we do do things for individual nurses as well like health coaching so um pam as an integrative uh, health coach will do some health coaching and myself being a holistic nurse and mentor can help nurses through that too we do provide free um, 30-minute well-being check-ins like on our website so if you want just a check-in Um, to just say like, Hey, I'm not even sure how I'm feeling right now. We can check in and we do uh, coaching as well. And then there's other things we do. In addition to the program, like workshops and retreats, we can really tailor this to meet individual nurses um, or uh, organizations. But right now we've been focusing more on the organizations rather than doing um, individual retreats, just because we know that that's where the strongest need is, and that's our calling is to really help as many
0: people as we can. And do you find, especially now, that the the hospital systems or the workplaces are more receptive to bringing uh, bringing you into to the to help them?
1: Yeah, I think more so. I mean, we've been doing this work even before COVID. So before COVID, you know, we were doing the work. The people were intrigued, you know, by it. But it, but it. Remember, well-being for nursing staff was just coming to the forefront before COVID, and COVID really pushed it forward. Um, but I think now, because you know, so many nurses are leaving the profession, there's suicide rates, there's a lot of mental health issues for sure. More organizations are definitely interested in this, and really, our role is to embed our program into what organizations are currently doing. So not to say like you absolutely only need my program. Well, no, we want to come in, provide content, help establish well-being, but we want to work in conjunction with what you're already doing. So, you know, there's employee assistant programs, there's things like uh rewards for people doing routine health screenings and things like that. This can kind of weave into current, uh, programs. And that's our hope is that it just becomes part of the culture and not us just coming in as another consultant saying you should do X, Y, and Z. Well, how can we work together to sustain things? And I think it has been more receptive. I think the challenge still is, um, you know, in some ways funding, but there are grants and things coming out that we've been working with organizations to help say, you know, Let's write a grant. Let's figure out how we can do this. Our role is really, you know, we're both nurses. We get it. We we're just want to help. It's the right thing to do. We know that it's needed, um, and we want to shift the way nurses care for themselves.
0: Yeah, and it's really powerful too because you have on your your blog that you know your pilot studies at Yale and Johns Hopkins, and I mean that's, I mean it doesn't get any more proof than that. <laughs> when you have right. those published, that's amazing. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let me ask you this. Um, Where do you kind of see this going? And what is your vision um, for this business?
1: So our vision, um, we've always been doing like in person live, you know, um, Pam and I really like to meet live with people. But we also know like the nature of we're only two people. There's a lot of things, uh, you know, a lot of organizations that need help. So where we're kind of looking now is to kind of, is to start thinking about creating a um, on-demand almost access to the program that we would have that can be embedded into LMSs in organizations. So maybe we show up and we do the unit assessment and maybe that's live and, you know, you meet us, but how can we ingrain all of this into an LMS or put some of this program onto hospital intranets that it's easily accessible or with a QR? Uh, so that's really where we're looking at now because, with it being only two of us, Pam and I, you know, to get in live, is, we know is great, but we're only maybe meeting one organization at a time. And there's so much out there, you know, there's so much need for help. So that's where we're really looking. Right now, Um, you know, trying to look into education programs and programming and online and all of that, but still focusing right now on live. We do do zoom programs too. So Pam and I are on the East Coast, you know, we're working with a West Coast hospital. Okay. It might be easier rather than us flying out there. We can meet live. Uh, and usually, when we design our program and we talk about units, if we're on a Zoom, we really only like twelve nurses at a time, just because you're less likely to speak and engage in things. Right. If it's a lot if it's a larger group. So, we've been um, weaving and maneuvering and uh, updating our content since COVID. So, how we were doing it before COVID has shifted till after COVID, because as nurses, we know there's so many unique needs and it's ever changing. So. We really think that having access to like an online platform is probably the better way maybe moving forward. So that's where, really where we're
0: at. Well, I mean, I have to say, this is not only extremely timely, but it's, <laughs> it's so needed. So thank you for doing this business. Um, all right, so if people want to get in touch with you, maybe get you to come into their units, uh, where can they go to find more information?
1: So you can go to our website, it's www.replenishatwork.com. And you'll see when you look on the page that you'll have access to email us to set up uh, an introductory phone call, or you can email me, Kathy, C-A-T-H-Y at replenish, for mind, body, spirit, com, uh, for more information. We are also on uh, social media on uh, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of that good stuff. We are not on TikTok. Pam and I are not TikTokers. So we are not on there yet, despite everybody's request for us to be on there. Um, But you can find us on most social media outlets on uh, Replenish at Work. Thank you so much, Kathy. Thank you so much for having me.